We are yeah. off and rolling. Well, welcome wait, everyone wait, wait. to Podcast Good Pre- morning, BHG! How remiss of me, yes. Well, uh, that's the dulcet tones of Ash Schofield, everyone. Uh, Richard Reeve and Ash Schofield here for uh, Good Morning, BHA Podcast 3. Very mm-hmm. exciting. It's uh, uh, Tuesday, the 20th uh, of June. Uh, just a matter of less than two weeks. Uh, well, two weeks today, the International Collegiate Contest will be underway. So it's about two weeks until international, so everyone's uh, excitedly um, counting down. Uh, and uh, thank you for the feedback you've given us on the uh, first couple of uh, uh, podcasts, a work in progress, but I'm glad people yeah, are listening great. and enjoying and sending in, uh, sending in questions as well, which is awesome. Quick shout-out to uh, to Gareth Hearn and to uh, Andrew <laughs> Milner and... Um, uh, yes, various people for uh, sending in uh, questions. So uh, Dean Webster as well sent one in. So we'll get cracking today. Specific topics, Ash Schofield, all about yes. quartetting, yes? Uh, formation, how it works, how it doesn't work, lesson yeah, learned, all that stuff. life. Yeah. We're going to try and um, help people through their quartet lives while talking about our quartet lives because we've got a few of them. See how some that, see how some that of works. them are shared Absolutely. and some of them are not, which is... Great. Exactly. I'm going to say also, um, I realized as I was looking at our SoundCloud today that our last upload was 24 days ago. And right. That, well, that just, that time went very quickly because <laughs> uh, right. Vocal Evolution we had our, we did a fun house, uh, we did a revisit of our Fringe show that we did earlier in the year. That was about three weekends ago. Cool. And then I was in another production yep. with the same. Uh, production coming with the Perth Youth Theatre doing Joseph and his yep. amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on the weekend. It's so awesome. Andrew Lloyd Webber was just such an amazing musician, just a, such cool music and some, just some of the great musical theatre songs mm. of all time. Uh, in it. Uh, yeah, it just showed how hard it can be to find a couple of hours on a, on a, on a uh, night yes. somewhere, especially with a, with a time difference and everything. But we're back and here we go. Yeah, cool. Preparing to go. So, uh, ladies and gents, this will be yes, all about uh, from forming to uh, to everything else. So, um, so uh, yeah, Ash, uh, um, when when forming a quartet, um, what would you recommend people keep in mind? Well, um, knowing from going from experience, like uh, if I go back to my first like major quartet, I was in a couple of others like with my dad and just this and that because um, there was a contest coming up and that was about it. Um, but the first proper one was Nexus and you know we got together because we were all young and someone said hey why don't you enter the youth contest and we said cool let's do that and um, six and a half years later we that, <laughs> that's how long that journey lasted um, with no real you know it just it's one of those ones that just happened um, which I think can happen when you first get into barbershop um, but yeah uh, when yeah, when forming a quartet, it's it's it can be as easy as that, and just having the right guys around you and just having fun with it. Or you can take the calculated approach, which um, I don't know if you have rich before. I know I have recently, <laughs> as recently as well, two thousand and eleven or whatever, twelve, um, with lockout. But um, what about you, Rich? Yeah, no, it's um. I've taken a, a bunch of different approaches. Um, uh, just in in my chorus at the moment, the Clippers, one of the one of my newer guys, although he's been around for a year or two, 
uh, is very much now trying to facilitate quartets and chorus, which is awesome. Um, he's talking with some of the newer guys uh, about forming a quartet and taking very much a, a low-key organic approach, just throwing four guys together from you know four different voice parts and, and getting to learn about the fundamentals of quartetting, which is awesome. You know, I think any time you can put a scratch quartet together um, for the purposes of just um, learning the fundamentals of quartetting, I think is a, a great idea. And then, then as you allude to, there are there are higher purposes or, or, or more more advanced decision making from there. Um, briefly, um, my first quartet, uh, lucky enough to be around Alliance, the the, uh, the then uh, national band and Les Go uh, moved on to other musical priorities, and so I joined Alliance then. Um, I I always knew I wanted a quartet. I always knew that. I'm, you know, wasn't a mad keen soloist, but um, but loved harmony and and felt confident uh, as a harmony singer. So um, uh, I yeah jumped at the chance to get involved with the Lions and worked worked hard and and uh, enjoyed the journey. Um, other quartets I've been involved in, um, Ash, the first quartet you and I were in, uh, Lockout, uh, sorry, Lock Limelight. Um, that was that was pretty scratchy really wasn't it just a scratch quartet you, you and I I don't actually remember how that how we got together with that uh, Limelight that was Limelight pretty Limelight that was pretty much purely because uh, there was we had a guy Bodie Bodie Levy in the chorus who was um, he was keen as mm. and we just we knew we needed to get him into a quartet to um Okay. To give him that experience, like just, just to, vehicle just to, to get completely both. douse him into everything. Cool. So you, you know, you were busy, I was busy, and we got Mark Cozzo, who was in another quartet. We we're all in other quartets, yeah. but we were like, nah, let's let's get Bodie onto it. And he was a lead, and we made him sing bass, and, it's a great <laughs> and, which was fun. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, we had a number of rehearsals and took it moderately seriously. Because certainly other yeah, we did other quartets. I was in uh, Chicken Tonight with the bass cliff of uh, of Lockout. Um, and uh, I, I, honestly, I don't think we rehearsed um, at all until the, the morning of uh, Western Region. Um, so you know, really, there is there is a, you know, a range of ways. So um, and then uh, TLA, I'd always wanted to sing with you because um, uh, you sing lead in 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 Limelight. I always wanted to sing um, with you in a quartet on tenor and uh, after Alliance broke up age was free so he jumped on and then um trev anderson was just a relatively newly in in perth and we knew, yep. we knew he had a performance background in musical theater and good bloke and lovely bass voice and uh, um so it was a combination of we knew there was potential there but we kind of um yeah you know, ducks lined up reasonably quickly and, and had some 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 success there as well we we kind of um we worked pretty hard in in some ways and we certainly got a, some coaching and we Went round and and did a, a quite a you know, quite a good preparation for the 2013 nationals by visiting chorus and singing our comp set yeah. a lot of runs under the uh, under our belt to mix metaphors. So, um, and then uh, yeah, I've had one or two other just scratch quartets to to um, you know for me to sing lead at, at Western Region and stuff like that. So, um, so uh, closing the closing the loop here, um, forming a quartet. Yeah, really, how long's a piece of string? Um, and <laughs> as you say, um, it depends what your what your goals are um if you yeah always just form a quartet if you want to just you know have a bit of a sing whether it be at regionals or at chorus rehearsal um but i think probably most listeners would be a bit more interested in forming a quartet that, that might last a little bit 
Um, and I think yeah. a, a real, we'll talk about this in a bit more detail during the podcast, but I think a real issue with Australian quartets is is longevity. And I think that's one of the questions that Gareth has asked how, you know, some, some lessons learned there. Uh, so really, uh, um, I, coincidentally, uh, speaking of TLA, when we were um, on, on again, off again, I guess, over the Christmas of 2012, coming into the Nationals mm-hmm. year, um, you were had made clear that you know you were currently in lockout and that was your priority. But if, if uh, things worked out, you'd be, you know, you'd be, you didn't rule out uh, continuing with TLA, which we had done as a scratch quartet for Western Region in 2012. Uh, yeah, I think I remember uh, there was a uh, it was a pretty decent um, it was, it was a, didn't it wasn't a loud conversation, but it was a it was a firm conversation about. Um, giving it a go and like and I because I was trying to just be a, a one quartet dude you know <laughs> and I was like stop tempting me with this idea because I I, also, I, also, I, was, I jumped at the chance in 2012 just to have a sing for evaluation yeah. because you know I was like yeah I'll sing with Adrian Gimple absolutely um, wouldn't. and yeah and then uh, yeah when it, yeah would you guys were very supportive of lockout and allowed that to be my first priority, um, which was great because it worked. It all worked out well. <laughs> well, I think, and, and you know, communication is such a massive thing. It's it's very cliched in any part, any walk of life. Oh, communication is really important. But you know, you came in to TLA being very honest and saying, guys, that you know, lockout is my existing quartet. That's my priority. Um, if we can find a way to work around that, cool. Um, but mm. um, uh, and sort of jump ahead a bit towards the end, um, you were you know, reasonably firm as well, lockout was your priority, and that was, given that had been so clear from the start, um, there was, you know, there was respect for that across the quartet, I think, that, uh, that that was the case. So no, no, uh, you know, hidden agendas or no no surprises, that sort of thing. So anyway, coming back to if you want to form a quartet that, that might last, um, I was Skyping with our good friend and coach, uh, Eddie Martinez, uh, with sort of, the early hours of New Year's Day, I'm pretty sure it was, so probably middle of the day for him over in Texas, and asked, yeah. with, with TLA in mind, we hadn't agreed yet to, to continue, but asked him um, what, what would the, be the one of the things or the most important thing um, when forming a new quartet, and uh, do you remember what he said? Uh, no. He said, what you, did have, he say? you have to like each other. Oh, yeah. So, that and it's interesting sense. because, um, yeah, yes, um, you know, Having voices that blend, you know, uh, is, is important. Barbershop is it's all about the lock and ring, and, and some voices um, don't work as well together, and they will sort of limit your capacity to to uh, to reach um, uh, musical heights. But um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think a lot of people, understandably, um, think about the musical, and that's important. But um, it's just it's you gotta like each other. It's a, it's a group of people making making decisions together and communicating together not yeah. as the case may be um, and so I think that's that's critical um, and certainly um, so having uh, being clear about what your goals are you know if you've got massively different sort of musical capabilities some people are more natural musicians others not as much they're more journeymen but you want to sing together cool that's awesome uh, you know but be, be honest about what 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 you're together to do um, but if you want to, uh, you know, do well musically, and you all you all have similar musical 
ambitions and musical capacities. Um, that's um, that's important. I think that's one of the reasons, one of the sort of things that are that, that I put TLA together was, or you know, I and others, um, was that I, I, I judged that you know everyone in the group had the capacity to perform at a high level. Um, mm. So um, so like each other that, communication, and this is something that yeah. I, I've learned. That liking that liking each other thing is huge because um, as as you're trying to get more serious and uh, letting each look you got to let each other critique each other a lot and um and if you already don't like someone you're going to take things the wrong way um because even in our quartet we are great great friends um and i will i'll definitely i'll get some feedback and be like oh yeah all right shut up (laughs) in the back of my head i'm like whatever you're an idiot um you better at your job first but yeah, but then five minutes later, I don't care. Like it's all fine. But if because we we like each other so much, um, and if we didn't, that would that could definitely, yeah, that could get trouble. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a massive thing to flag that the communication within the quartet and the and the internal coaching, um, you just have to have respect and a liking for each other. Otherwise, yeah, as Ash says, you're going to have. This internal resentment. Oh, what do you know? Or what you know? Don't criticize me. You've got things to improve on. It's thoroughly human. Uh, yeah. And in inverted commas, creative differences, as the Beatles would say, uh, <laughs> such a common reason for quartets to break yeah. up. They just get sick of each other, and that's that's just it's human nature. You're, you're yeah. living in each other's pockets, um, especially if you start traveling and doing other things together as well. So, um, so musical capacities. What your goals are? Musical um, priorities. Um, and uh, yeah, musical goals. Do you want to um, sing together regularly or not? Are you a local quartet or a long-distance quartet? And there's, there's a million things to consider. Um, yes, very much so. Uh, and um, uh, what? Yeah, have it. And and I guess have more of a chat depending on how serious you are. I guess that would there would probably be a correlation to that. Uh, yes. But be sure be sure that everyone's is on the same page about that. Um, certainly, my my current ish quartet catalyst. Um, being a long distance quartet um, is, um, yeah, there are more challenges with the communication than otherwise. And in fact, it was interesting, um, given how much I've learned about the importance of communication, um, I set up a, a friend of ours, Gordon Brockway, who's an organizational um, behavior specialist and, and, and coach consultant, to run through an exercise in, in alliance um, uh, um, to smooth out communication and improve the way we operated. We, we, um, Gordon Brockway very kindly agreed to um, do a session with us, just the, the, the typical psychology mapping thing about different personality types and helping us understand. Um, and, and just off the top of my head, one of the things that after going through, you know, all of us and having a chat, he said, listen, you know, Adrian is the sort of guy who um, is going to need a few minutes or overnight or something to digest and process a decision. Yeah. Don't, don't throw some new information at him and then get upset if he doesn't have a well thought out response for you instantly. That's not how he works. And we went, okay, cool, good. That's great to know. If there's a decision that's a bit important, give the guy some space and let him come back to us when he's ready. And that just means that you're setting yourselves up for success if you're allowing for different people's um, uh, communication styles and and and, um, and thinking styles. So, um, so, and I, I interestingly, I did. I don't. <laughs> I don't think you can learn this without doing it, but I, I proposed the same thing for Catalyst. And I, ironically, um, uh, it's 
so it transpired that that the guys wanted less communication rather than more but i i'm not sure how i was supposed to know that because <laughs> their desire to have less communication was proven by them not telling me that <laughs> so, so that was that was a pretty pretty strange and funny journey here's me sort of asking them questions and stuff not knowing that they want fewer questions rather than more but they had <laughs> so it's yeah. one of those things um yeah I think another thing is um, you st- you started touching on goals and what um, yeah what your goals are and like yeah if you're very clear about those early um, and then and you and you can, can constantly revisit those as well so um, maybe after a few months that goal might change because of you know thing thing the way things are going frequently maybe does. yeah and if you don't revisit that then you'll go all the way to a convention and then something will happen and you might all be all like, oh, what happened? And it's like, maybe our goal was too ambitious or you know, or not, not ambitious enough, you know, and and then maybe someone who was, wasn't thinking this was a long-term thing, you guys do really well at contests and it's like, all right, cool, let's keep going. And then they're all of a sudden, they're in an awkward position yeah. of being like, actually, I have had a lot, you know, a lot of fun, but can't continue this and then everyone's like oh, what any, are you doing? for anyone who's had a romantic relationship there are a lot of similarities here <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> um, and, and, um, and, and yeah, expectations and just enjoying the journey is so massively important um, I, I remember just the number of quartets you see who come off the competition stage and see their score or whatever and, and, and are disappointed, it's just really sad. Like, you, what, bottom yeah. line is, everything you do, you want to enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point? And so, <laughs> yes, yeah, set ambitious goals and targets, but um, but bottom line is just try to be kind to yourselves and set yourselves up for a for ambitious-realistic um, outcomes, whatever it is, um, such that you enjoy what happens. Because, I mean... Yeah, I, this is just happens to be a hot button issue of mine. You know, spending <laughs> spending countless hours and you know possibly months, you know, twelve months, whatever, or even longer on a journey to go along to a to a convention and maybe not get the outcome you wanted. I, yeah. It's really not a good use of our life. Dash dozens and dozens, possibly hundreds of hours yeah. to be to consider that a failure. No, man, it's you know you yeah. did a lot of stuff, and you know at worst there's some lessons to learn. Um, in, in, in some ways we're trying to help you with that now uh, I just remember, I vividly remember on stage in PLA uh, you know, we'd had a, a pretty low key albeit, you know somewhat uh, focused and, and uh, uh, we tried to be productive and musical, um, but I think it was really, correct me if I'm wrong, Asha I, I don't think we ever spoke about winning the competition and no. um, you know, I wanted to go there and have, you know cliche to have fun making music and entertaining the audience and when when um the fishies were announced as third place and and then lockout was announced second place um i thought okay well we, you know we haven't meddled and, and i was okay with that because we i'd enjoyed the journey we'd sung quite well not perfectly but we'd sung well we got great audience reaction and I, and I was completely comfortable walking off the stage with that being the success for me uh, yeah and and then you know the Winning the competition was was awesome. It was completely icing on the cake. Um, yeah. So you know, it, just the whole concept of 
biting your nails to the bone, waiting for the answer. <laughs> it's just, it's just not me. Yeah. I um yeah, that's a it's an interesting one because uh, I I I think I had a bit of a spoiler there because being in TLA, I sort of had a feeling of which quartet I thought had done better during the contest, and um yeah, when we were shocked at Lockout coming second, um. I kind yeah, of, I I was like, oh boy, oh what, oh my goodness, this is this could be. Are they gonna say TLA next? Because like, oh, I, I could, I was like, there's no way that lockout was that much better than TLA. Right. You know, it maybe it could have been like close or something, yeah. but I was like, oh here we go. So yeah, that's cool that you yeah I like that you guys weren't expecting it especially yeah <laughs> I'm, really cool. I'm not sure if i've spoken to adrian and, and trevor but well from the look on the um on trevor's face the price <laughs> on the video i've replayed it a million times <laughs> to win um yeah but um so anyway just just can't stress enough um setting yourselves up for success and um and the the, the common um advice is um don't set a goal that's outside your control and a score yeah. and a medal is outside your control. The judges do what they do. You have no control of what other quartets do on the day. The cards will fall where they may. All you can control is what you do on the day. And if you have a great hit and enjoy it, it's such a cliche, but it, mm. that has to be enough because you can't control yeah. something else. Now, how can you be disappointed about something that you couldn't control? Um, so, um, uh, so then it comes back to preparation. It's very funny um, you saying that, and just before we started recording, I was telling you all about lockouts goals yeah. <laughs> for yeah. Vegas coming up, yeah. and there was some numbers involved there. Yeah. But um, I think I'm a little bit like, yeah, medals, medals wise, you can't, you, that cannot be a goal because you never know what someone else is going to do, and it's you, you can't play defense in this kind of thing. Um, but uh, it also but, just as, a, as an aside there. Um, hmm. I mean, different people have different levels of competitiveness, but one of the great strengths of Barbershop is we're rooting for our, our fellow competitors. And, yeah. you know, it's not really a very nice thing for you to go out somewhat for your competitor to go on stage and you want them to fall on their face. Uh, no. So, you know, you want everyone to do as well as they can. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's my, my thing. I want, <laughs> I want everyone to do as well as they can and do really, really well and... I still do the best. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a human thing, yeah. Um, um, the only exception to that would be, yeah, once you've been in the contest quite a long time and, you know, it's pretty clear how everyone's going and you've got a really clear plan, but that's it's a minority of quartets. I mean, take take um, uh, um, Main Street, this international. I mean, you know, they would clearly be going for the gold and that's fair enough because they have medaled for the last at least three years. Uh, yep. they've um they've you know qualified second with their score and you know very very established so in in the, in that minority of cases um having a a medal as a goal is is thoroughly understandable yeah. um but for most people forming a quartet um it's it's, it's much uh, much more fluid than that yeah uh yeah i do um when it comes to scores i i i'd be okay with most people looking sort of at a range yeah like sort of around a number and then but always remembering like the venue and remembering different judges and like because as as um as 
even as judges are trying to be, if you're singing uh, on a cold winter's morning in a in a cold like hall that's got yeah, hardly any audience in there, yeah, bad acoustics or something, it's the score scores will suffer because you just can't help it. I look at we were talking about um, the Sweet Adelines in the last in the last uh, podcast and. Um, yeah, I think uh, the venue last year was um, it was a big stadium. It was huge, and there was wasn't a big enough crowd to fill that kind of room. And the sound just got smaller and smaller, and people just kept seeming smaller and smaller on stage. Whereas this year, it was a big, beautiful theater with a sound show behind the choruses, and you know it's just a better venue. And you know, so yeah, you got you, you can you can use the scores as a sort of a guide more than a ruler. Absolutely. A couple of things there. Um, uh, just, well, three things really. So, so quickly to touch on, you'll hear, you'll always hear judges say you can't compare scores across competitions and that's that's all those reasons. Different venues will have different acoustics and there'll be different chemistries in the, in the room, etc. They're going to be in the ballpark, but yeah. you, know, you can't say, oh, you know, beat this other quartet by 0.1 of a percent from the other side of the country or something. Yeah. It's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's sort of apples and oranges to an extent. Um, so it has to be the same day, same judging panel, same venue. That's how we compare. Um, so the second point is, again, a bit of a hot button for me. One of the main reasons I recommend <clears throat> that most people and quartets don't have a score or a, um, a medal as a goal is because it gets in the way. It actually, for most people and most psychology, then you've got something to lose. Um, mm. But if you go out there and go, okay, let's let's have fun, let's be musical, let's engage with the audience, let's like embrace music. And, and I think this is the, the approach that I feel worked really well for TLA. Um, you do that and that is the same thing as doing your best and giving yourself the best chance to score high and, and get a good medal. Yes. And so I just I feel very strongly that um, for most people, Focusing on the music will put you in a good headspace to do justice to the music, uh, whereas being distracted by other things may mean that your performance is distracted, which then undermines you. So, um, and then the last point is, yeah, absolutely. You know, goals are important. I mean, I, I'm um, the reason, arguably the number one reason that I'm a fan of competition in, in barbershop is because it makes people strive. Otherwise, we yeah. kind of bounce around and yeah, we do shows, but. It, it wouldn't be the same and and yeah. uh, there's this this enormous now of course it's a double-edged sword um mm -hmm. but there's there's enormous motivation in wanting to do well in competition it's human nature let's 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 yeah. use that let's work with that so yeah. having said that um uh, there's you know the quartet and my chorus of clippers uh, just qualified to go to nationals they scored a, a high 50 score and, and and got in um and you know, thoroughly natural and thoroughly Appropriate for those guys to to want to um, get a score with a six in front of it um, at at nationals, etc. So um, again, focusing on um, and I think this is a, a mistake that a lot of quartets make is okay. Um, I want to improve my score by a point or two or five or whatever. You know, go from a sixty to a sixty-five or a sixty-five to a seventy, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but then they don't work backwards from that and think, okay, how can I actually Put on stage a performance that's going to earn that, and I think a lot of the, a lot of quartets do the same thing that they've been doing to get a 60 or to get a 65, and expect that that's going to Im improve the score. So I think understanding yeah. what you're and normally for quartets it's you know 
one, two, three priority things. Uh, normally, if you're scoring a 60, if you just focus on singing in tune with good vocal production, that's going to get you to a 65 from, yeah. from a 60. So stuff like that. And being smart, um, and this is why the judging feedback system in Barbershop is incredibly invaluable because any any accredited judge will, will give you one or two or three things that if you worked on and you really achieved over the next uh, between, between conventions, um, that's going to give you five points yes. like that. Uh, it. So it's a matter of there, setting yourself up by being smart and internally and externally coaching and just, yeah, just enjoying the journey. That kind of leads well into uh, Dean Webster's question. He says, uh, guys, there's any amount of information about how to sing and perform better together, but as still a relatively inexperienced quartet competitor, I feel like I never do even close to my best in front of the judges. And he says, what does preparation on contest day look like from a champion quartet perspective? There. And that's it's just a lot of what we've already been saying of um, of that being prepared and you know knowing what you're what you want to achieve out of that day. And the number one thing is the mental game is getting out of your own way and allowing yourself to do the best you can on the day. And there's, you know, in well, more so in choruses, but part, and less so in quartets because there is nowhere to hide and, and you're very exposed. But sometimes in, I've been in, uh, quite chuffed and, 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 uh, and humbled to be invited by Sound Connection to join them in chorus at International. Um, and we've been just talking about the mental game leading up to international and yeah. different people react differently to pressure and stress as well as stressor and pressure. And, uh, <laughs> and I made the point to the guys that some guys will get on or girls will get on stage and they will want to try harder. Um, yeah. that, might, that might result in not listening as much, might, might result in Sort of racing the rhythm a bit it might result in not tuning as much or changing vocal production or changing something um, and actually detracting from from that um, the other extreme of course is people might get on stage and frequently do and and get a bit spooked and go into their shell uh, yeah. and, and not project uh, either vocally or as a performer and so I think it's important that you know how you react to the stage and pressure and and account for that if you know you might go into your shell a bit practice I can't emphasize enough the value of practice and 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 dress rehearsal there's a reason people that that in in theater um you do rehearsals and you do dress rehearsals because yeah, when the time definitely. comes you don't do anything differently you've done this you've got muscle literally muscle memory there so if you know you're going to your shell a bit practice being proud practice performing practice practice projecting if you know you tend to get a bit overexcited practice breathing practice practice uh, uh, chilling out, practice relaxing, practice um, making sure you're grounded. So, um, uh, and yeah, so I, I actually run a at um, Harmony College uh, a session on the, the 10 most common mistakes that most quartets make and how to avoid them. Um, and, you know, I count down through, you know, showing people examples of, of being stiff on stage with the claw and, you know, and, and, and various other things. Yeah. But the number one thing that I come back to, which is kind of a bit of a combination of everything, is quartets just not being ready. Yeah. Uh, and if you, and, and so really there's two decisions to make. Are you going to competition or not? Um, and if you're not ready, then don't. And, and in fact, you know, you hear from time to time of quartets 
deciding not to go because they're not ready. And sometimes that can be a really, really smart decision because otherwise yeah, you're just frantic and you don't enjoy it. Um, yeah. But if you do, again, set re um, ambitious but realistic expectations and then make sure you're prepared. Um, you know, I must say some of the some of the scratch quartets I've been that, that, that have, you know, yes, we've all we've done it is for a bit of fun, but we've still only had a sing through in the morning and it's, it's just not the same. Because you, yeah, no, you're going on stage you know. and you don't know, you sort of subconsciously, you know, haven't been through it before. So you can't trust each other because you haven't been there before. Yeah. So just preparation um, is, is so incredibly uh, key. When I first read this question, it was, um, it just reminded me of, uh, was it, it was TLA before the final set Correct. In 2013. Yeah. Um, and Trev later told us how much this freaked him out. <laughs> Pretty much um, yourself and Adrian yes. just chilling out on some couches and almost falling asleep. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and I was just wandering around doing nothing as well. And he was just freaking out, going, What the heck? Like, how are these guys just so chilled out? Yeah. <laughs> because we, yeah, because we learned that once you get to that point, there's nothing you more do. you can do. You've just got to put on what you've got. Yeah. Put on stage what you've got and um and enjoy that. Absolutely. You know, don't it's um it was a it was Martin Martin Walgren from uh the Ringmasters I think in front of VE in Toronto. He said um a really good line. It was um if I remember it, <laughs> it's like, don't go out there and try to have the performance of your life. Yes. Because it's, it's not going to happen. Yep. It's, you need to put out there what you've got. Yes. And this, uh, yeah, so much material here, but um, uh, again, another massive hot button of mine is uh, this is why rehearsals are so important. So, you know, it's quite human nature, quite understandable and quite common to kind of just be a bit of a clock watcher at rehearsal and, oh, when's it going to be over? But you, you, need to rehearse like you're going to perform um, yep. and yeah, people think oh let's really step it up no no <laughs> do what you're going to do on stage in rehearsal and that's yep. one of the things that will give you the most grounding and reassurance on stage is I don't have to do anything different I just yep. do what I have done in rehearsal and that's one of the most important things in, in, in preparing so just to quickly um, pick up on your issue that, that example you gave um, Ash, I also remember at the final in uh, in uh, Tassie in 2009 with Alliance, mm -hmm. waiting to go on, uh, and just I just felt really relaxed and calm and comfortable for that reason. Uh, and this was, this was the first time that I had experienced a, a um, actually no, I experienced it in in, uh, in Sydney 2007. But I, I just felt yeah, just felt ready, and yeah. we knew we weren't going to be perfect or probably even A level, but we knew what we had and what we were going to put on stage. We trusted each other, and we had a great time. We had a great hit, and the audience loved it. And it was just, it was just, just enjoyable. Most yeah. people fret uh, <laughs> before uh, performance, but we were just relaxed. And absolutely, before uh, 2013 in Perth, TLA, I had heard the story of the only Aussie to be an international champ, uh, Quartetta, because there is at least one choruser. Um, John Newell in real time, and, and they did, the same, at least some of them, or all of them, did the same thing. They sort of lounged in the green room, almost had a mini snooze, just relaxed, <laughs> uh, yep. and then came out and give, gave arguably one of the most relaxed performances of all time um, in 2005. 
Um, but and and yeah, so it was sort of that model that I was using. Um, just yeah, just just let everything relax and just soak it up, enjoy it, be in the moment. Um, uh, and that that's another one actually on stage just very quickly is mm. is being in the moment. Because so often we so often we want to get well, the sweet out lines. One of my favourite sweet out lines lines is 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 um, you know beginning quartet members want to get from one stage to the other without leaving any bodily fluids on stage. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and, and um, yeah, so it's important that if if we're thinking, gosh, I just don't want I just don't want to stuff up. We're probably going to be looking like that, and the audience yes. is probably going to be thinking, gee, I hope these guys just don't come and just get through it again. Um, yeah. Know yourself so you can trust yourself, and you don't have to be standing there and going, gee, I hope I get through it. So yeah, be kind to yourself in preparation. Yeah. I like the the little um, thing there is like uh, never feel close to my best in front of the judges. I was thinking about judges and what I say to some people about about the judges. Just it, it comes to that com- competition thing. It's like don't don't worry about it. Just you know do your performance like to an audience. And the advantage of having judges is that there's three more audience members really, and the advantage you have is that you know what each one of those judges likes. Yeah. You've and, got you know, you've literally so you, got the book on it. You've got You the, have the book on it. Manual. So you can you can definitely win over three people if you want. Like <laughs> you, you you've got a cheat sheet there. There's like there might be like thirty other people that you have no idea what they like and you might yeah, you sing a really good chord and they're like, No no, I don't like good chords. <laughs> um, you know, who knows? <laughs> so that yeah, think of the yeah, think of the judges as audiences, the the audience that you have cheat sheets for. Yeah, nice. And I mean, it's, it doesn't always help, but it is true. Um, the judges honestly want you to do your best and want you to do well. Um, you know, yes, we write down things that that you can improve, and yes, we notice mistakes. That's what that's our job is to notice <clears> what you do well and 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 the other things as well. Um, but um, but we all want you to do well. So in some ways, yeah, try to feel supported. Um, but uh, but I appreciate that that can be a challenge when you've got three people literally judging you sitting in front of. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone's judging you. Okay. Says <laughs> uh, so, so we have to we have to explain our judgment. <laughs> that's right. As judges. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that the main things about putting on putting on your best. Um, uh, in front of the judges, it really is yeah preparation, and and then there's a million other things um, that 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 um, come to my session on on quartet mistakes and how to avoid them. You know, being smart about the repertoire you choose, that then it sets you up to succeed. So many times you you know you see someone where the 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 lead doesn't quite have the range to execute it, or any number of you know things, and then it just tightens the whole quartet. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff. Uh, that um, any number of things can, can contribute, but they're, they're, they're summarised in um, in preparation. We're getting uh, we've we've gone on a bit, which is okay. But um, what um, let's get a little bit a little bit of fun. Uh, you got any fun roommate kind of stories on quartet trips? Oh well, yeah. The, the first <laughs> one. How how do you decide who's rooming with who? Exactly. That is the, the question. That springs to mind. My current is quartet catalyst. Um, when we were um, just some months ago, I forget which month it was, but it was only a few months ago, we were down in Sydney, that was about March, April, May, sometime I guess it was, um, for the Eastern Region Harmony College uh, this year, um, mm-hmm. was the faculty. And uh, um, I, I was 
rooming with uh, with Dave Snore Monster Reed, <laughs> and um, uh, I, I I guess I was just lucky that I was just so ridiculously tired that even though I had a chainsaw in my room, I still just I still just slept <laughs> really quite well. Um, so that so the lesson there, people, is to make sure you're very tired. Um, stay out very late, drink like and uh, yes, um, but. Um, Oh, and, you know, another one that's that's um, sort of pleasant surprise, I, 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 and not not that barbershop or roommate specific, but just sort of a travel with quartet story. Um, in my first international, two thousand and nine, with Alliance, and then um, Alliance and a, a few others, including uh, Ash, that went to um, Disneyland in in LA, and um, it was just awesome. It was just such a fun thing to do, um, and uh, just it's so it's yeah it's it's it comes back to liking each other. It's, it really helps if you can do stuff together, uh, yeah. enjoy it. Um, that just that that helps with the bonding. How about you? You must have a lot of quartets, roommate stories. <laughs> not not heaps. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just thinking, I have been in um, a couple of quartets now with Alex Morris. And that can, there's there's photos that, can get that people can, That's right. you know, they're they're around, they're out there. Go and find them can, yourselves. Really. Yeah, right. you can find some old Nexus photos that are, that are pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but, what's our time frame? Mate? What are we? Thirty. Oh, we're good. Um, but yeah, just thinking. Um, uh, yeah, early on, um, it wasn't a huge thing, uh, roommates, um, because I think we were just we were cheap young, um, youth quartetters that uh just sort of bunked in anywhere we could but as um as we got a bit older and can afford rooms and stuff um in lockout when it was uh Kozo, Mark Kozo and Stefan and Ali and I um yeah Stefan and Mark sort of they had a they already had a bit of a connection um I think through some other singing and also both loved their cricket and similar sports um so they would just they would get chatting all the time, so that was just an obvious room roomy thing. And then Ali and I, who yeah, we're we're almost brothers kind of thing. We've been standing next to each other for so many years now. Um, it's just it was just automatic. Whereas this time going to Vegas, it's a little different because Ali has a fiance that's coming, Ooh. and <laughs> and so um, Alex and Stefan and I are all bunking together in in a in a room, which is going to be fun. Um, I hope. Promise. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, so so you know things change, but I don't, I have stacks of funny stories, but uh, I, yeah, Ali is. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell everyone this because it bugs the hell out of me, <laughs> and I'm so glad I'm not sharing a room with Ali this time. Is that he's just he'll walk into a room and his shoes will go there, and then this will go there wherever he is, and. I'm like, come on, man! This is a hotel room. <laughs> this is a small space. Stop taking up the whole thing. Right? Okay. Incredible <laughs> space. Uh, but that's fun. That, that's where that's where it comes in handy if you like each other. Absolutely. Because yeah. then uh, we just joke about it the whole time, and I just throw his things around, and it's funny rather than actually annoying. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. Um. Uh, with yeah, without without giving too much away or getting into serious discussions if there is something that actually 
you know is is important to someone um, and 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 is a, is a priority for someone. Um, it, it's you know common sense, except common sense is not that common. Um, yeah, you know, have a chat, have the respect to sit down with someone and and have a mutually respectful discussion, and hopefully, if if you've got you know if you if you both want quartet to continue, you'll find a find a way forward um, rather than just sort of keeping it under your hat and, and being passive aggressive about it. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, there was a Adrian and I were rooming in, I think it probably would have been 09, I guess. Um, and and there was a there was a, a bit of an issue, and he just sat down with me, and we had a chat, and I. I had no idea that that the issue had had been of such concern to him, um, and uh, um, basically, it, 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 I had I had a guest in the room, and uh, and you know because he's married, he said, listen, you know, if there was, he he you know out of respect for Nelly, he didn't want there to be some sort of suggestion that um, you know Adrian and Richard were having girls in the room, um, yeah. and uh, and I you know I I. I hadn't realised that it was uh, such a big deal for him, and but you know, he, as you say, you know, he, luckily we like liked and like each other, and uh, and and we talked it through, and uh, you know, and, and it was you know it was all good, and now we laugh about it, but um, but it was yeah, it was it was a big deal at the time, and so it was yeah. important that we talked about it. Um, I may or may not have been sharing that room also. <laughs> <laughs> I may have come back to the room and left again. <laughs> um, so uh, we've, this is, we've actually spoken quite a bit now. Gareth, um, Gareth Hearn sent the question in, how do you stay together? Um, and when is it time to call it quits? Um, this could deal with a lack of improvement, lack of gigs, tension within the group, etc. Um, mm. I don't know, Ash, whether we've got time to, to deal with this in detail now, but yeah, we have touched on a bunch of things. Um, if there's a lack of clarity within the group, um, personality clash, um, musical differences, other neutral things like you know people move away or they get a job somewhere else or their yeah. life changes, they get married or whatever, and they don't have the time anymore. There's any number of things, but um, certainly I think um, one of the reasons that Australian quartets have have um, uh, uh, topped out so far uh, in the high 70s with lines I know having cracked an 80, but rather than really heading into the 80s, the A-level and, and the international um, semi-finals, um, is that we've had very few quartets that have stayed together for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes a quartet can can uh, can improve quickly, but normally it takes, um, it takes quite some years to, uh, to to get up there. And, that, you know, uh, so um, so I think, it, yeah, if, if the planets align, it would be great for, for quartets to stay, stay together. Uh, I mean, I think of um, uh, uh, Escapade, correct? Yeah. Quartet from Sunshine Region, um, Steve Griffin and, and Owen Buckley and the guys. Um, well, I think they've been together for between 10 and 20 years, Beyond. like well over yeah. 10 years, I think. And they're just great friends and they just love yeah. singing together. And that's a great example. Um, so so it really, how to, stay, um, how to stay together comes back to um, how you form. Uh, if you want to be long term, make that clear. Um, discuss. Make sure you like each other. And absolutely, it's quite uh, whether it be in music or any other form of life, it's quite human nature to uh, to go your separate ways if if interpersonally it isn't working. Uh, it's, yeah, think... and it's and you've got to be you, you've it's never too late. Like if you just get together as a quartet and be like and with no real direction and 
you know, you start singing some songs, good, and you're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun and stuff. But then you, you're not sure, and then some tensions start building maybe. It's never too late to have a sit down and go, what are our actual goals here? And then, it, you know, and you got to go into that conversation thinking this might be it. We might need, or we might need a replacement now. Like someone might not want to be in this, and being okay with that, because yes. because there's no point in, um, you know, in lockout. We've got a little rule of four yeses, yeah. and that's it's kind of for repertoire, but it kind of goes across a lot of things. Um, so it's yeah, it's just like if one person's not okay with it, none of us are. Mm. You know, there's no point. You just you go the way that all four of you want to go. Never try and convince anyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and again, uh, um, knowing knowing what each other's hot buttons are, and then and then working around that. There was a yep. interesting um, uh, experience a year or so ago. Um, Catalyst was just finished um, a, a, a education. Oh, we just did a little presentation to the school, I think. Um, and in 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 the past, when I'd been in in Alliance or PLA or something, and we'd done workshops, we 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 bounce off each other. We we kind of hand the baton to each other a lot. Um, you know, even you know, sentence to sentence, this sort of thing, and we, we add <laughs> yeah. things to each other's, and and that that you know worked really well. Had this sort of sort of chemistry and this momentum to 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 the teamwork. Um, but Rob came to me and said, "Hey, listen, buddy, um, what, what I'd really appreciate if when I'm leading a class, can you just give me the space and let me lead the class rather than you know hopping in and making a contribution?" And I said, yeah. "Oh, okay, well, um, fine. Now, now that I know." Because naturally, I had made a contribution uh, with my experience that that's that that's that's a really great way to put on a on a on a class for a uh, for a group. Um, mm. So really, one man's meets another man's poison. Yeah, you, you know, you, yeah, same thing doesn't always work for everyone. Mm. Um, well, I think that's pretty good. We'll um, I reckon we'll come back to this because yeah. there's a few more fun topics to get to. I think we've covered off a whole lot of that communication and yep. forming a quartet and yep. you know some things like that and some expectations of that um and maybe now that we've got our brains going we'll um think of some fun stories and uh part two could get interesting <laughs> there's, there's a guarantee that it might yes <laughs> so you know, right. pull up stumps here and uh, there's still a whole bunch we can we can do when um just as a little teaser there's there may or may not um be a long list of potential um, international podcast topics so uh, so keep a bit of an eye out for the possibility of that nothing guaranteed um, yep. but uh, maybe, Ash what... there may be a three hour episode <laughs> <laughs> um, yes what's this space for uh, quartet number two in course mm. alright thank you everyone for uh, listening again enjoy your, um, enjoy your enjoy your burger shopping in this case yes. quarteting but everything and uh, yeah keep having fun singing Talk to you next Catch time. you later. Bye.